We've got our counterpoint. Round one brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can head over to pizzaville.ca or call them up, 416-736-3636. In studio today, Andy Stinton, the small business guy. Hello, man. Hi. Hi. What are you, like, behave today? Yeah, like uh, like I'm, I'm doing my Barry White voice tonight. There are women around Ontario right now that are just thrilled to the bone by my sexy voice. Uh, okay. Yeah, not listening though. You know, <laughs> I think they just turned off the radio. Don't, 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 don't hurt me. No, uh, and Michael Diamond, who you all know with Upstream Strategy Group. Hello there, sir. I'm the normal one. Well, are you okay. saying that Alex is not normal? I'm not normal. Why would I want to be normal? That's boring. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm fine with not being normal. Nope. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, for dead, uh, we've got a 20-year-old man charged with four counts of first-degree murder. And Global News learning some very, very. Um, Disturbing details, a uh, history of depression, um, a, a, stu- a son who dropped out of university after failing several courses and apparently bragged about killing his family on a video game site that he was known to uh, visit. And um, and then, of course, after the deaths, it's alleged that he went back online to apologize to the community for upsetting his fellow gamers and then posting pictures of the aftermath and the scene and that this had been planned for years. Um, I'll start with you on this, Andy. I mean, the bottom line is gamers, um, you know, they say that he had planned this. They had called the cops. But clearly, um, I'm not sure that those in the online community are doing enough to report. I mean, the gaming facility or, or the gaming company itself um, has put out a statement saying that uh, it's shocked by the actions and um, none of us expected him to go that far. None of us had any idea of his plans. Menaz has been known as the troll for long, joking about the little and extreme, but has never shown any sign or intention of committing a homicide. Well, Andy, I mean, clearly there's enough there that the gaming company felt, well, we've got to speak out. They just didn't report anything. In, in danger of, of, of insulting every gamer on the face of the earth, these fantasy games where you're, you're living a fantasy life, you're a different sort of person with a different attitude. And, and for somebody to have to monitor that as to are they the character or are they really who they say they are. This guy was calling him things like uh, subhuman and don't deserve life to represent himself as his screen name. And I'm not sure that there's not a lot of other ones that are out there. How do, you, When you don't actually meet the person face to face, you're going to have a problem knowing who's serious and who's not. I mean, you read some of the stuff that, that he wrote because it, it's now online. Of course it is. Uh, I don't want my parents to feel the shame of having a son like me. You know, first mom, then granny, then sister, and lastly, dad. There's somebody who's just got some severe problems. Severe problems. The problem is, Michael, too many of these people with severe problems are slipping through the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. In any community, be it a uh, formal community is the way that most of us are familiar with what community means, or be it a new and emerging community, like an online community, I think you do have an obligation to uh, look for people who are crying for help, and that's something that happened. But far too often, people don't see those signs. So it's you know tragic across the board, uh, and uh, you know everyone needs to be more vigilant in all of their interactions. Yeah, I I think the the issue here is seeing as you're playing this fantasy game, it's very hard to distinguish between when somebody writes something where there's no context. Are they being the fantasy character or are they being who they really are? Because there's no context. There's there's no facial action. Clearly, there was enough activity that they had to ban him from the game on the 11th of this month. So does there need to then be another precaution put in place? Like if the monitors are going to tell us on social media that they're doing the monitoring, 
don't we, um, the public at large then, you know, if they're going to monitor, shouldn't we be knowing who the monitors are? Like, isn't someone monitoring the monitors? Well, what's because, the monitor doing? Well, on the 11th, if this guy got banned from the game, and maybe you, you, you issued a report to say, like, here's some of the language they've been using, and this is some of the problems that we've been having. You know, at least they report it, and then, you know, at least they've done the reporting. Where do you report it, though? Because it's so cross-jurisdictional. I, I mean, don't it, think it's, we it's have a hard... A, you can't. No, you, yeah. like, you know, if uh, you see something in your neighborhood, you know where to call. If you see something, you know, in uh, a neighborhood you're traveling through, you know where to call, or a country you're yeah. traveling through. How do you do that when it's a virtual and online community? It's very... There's no, there's well, no right answer, there but... There isn't, but, but we do have a sex crimes unit in Toronto that is state-of-the-art and leading the world in, in these kinds of investigation, and they get help from all over the world to to investigate crimes that don't necessarily take place in Canada, but they get tips in that. I have to think that there's some kind of national strategy of a reporting that they could somehow hook up, because we're getting between this and the cases out in BC, there's all these red flags, and... Now yeah, but when you look people. at it, if you look, and I don't know, I mean, gaming is... I'm not a gamer, I don't know that word, No, I, I've got so friends with gamers, and it's it, a yeah. massive industry. Yeah. I mean, they've got this Fortnite competition that went on where one kid won, what, two million... Three. Three. Three million dollars, was it? This is going to be the next stadium sport. I can see this. And out of all of... Out of all of this gaming going on, sadly, this is a very sad story, but it's one person out of the millions. Yeah, so, you know. killed four people. Yes. You know, it's, and, and it's, like, you know... Um, the gaming community itself says, you know, thanks, you know, it's highly possible that maybe we could have, uh, you know, we saved lives. I'm like, no, you didn't. Four no, people died. Look, no, mean, no, it's, 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 it's not fair to say that they save lives, but if you look through many tragedies in the past, uh, people, you know, Marilyn Manson has been ba- blamed in video games and, and vulgar lyrics. I mean, and the fact is that there's people who are not well, and there's people who just aren't good people who will do bad things, and, and people who are not well who will do things that they don't intend to do, and they do. Uh, there's no right answer here, but I mean, we're, you can't just blame the uh the innovator no no i don't blame the innovator but i do you know we're told people police this stuff they're not policing it there's no such thing and so let's just be honest about it um which brings us to the other story kind of uh, i wouldn't say there's crossovers but certainly uh, online uh, has gauged and given us a lot of information uh and i don't know where the guy found time but the father of the murder sex like briar uh Schmegelski uh, has now written a book, apparently in like two or three days, which sheds light on uh, mental health, explains, you know, a lot about what kind of upbringing this young guy had. Uh, but it also goes through all these criminal cases that his father was involved in, convictions over harassment, domestic issues, um, things with his ex-wife. Um, and to me, there was many, many signs uh, of problems at home. And then tonight we learn that uh, one of the RCMP officers in Winnipeg actually saw the the uh, two accused last week, and because the RCMP didn't tell him anything, he didn't stop them. So they kind of just drove on, drove on by. So again, all these red flags and symbols and and issues were here, and no one was able yeah, to put the pieces together. And, and we know, you know, we've been doing it for as long as we've been alive in a normal conventional uh, community. So see something, say something, it uh, makes sense, and it's easier to see things now. Yeah. Well, apparently, hindsight's twenty twenty, especially with the RCMP. It makes no sense to me, Andy. Why would they have not put an alert out the second they knew those teens were suspects to their colleagues across the country? I have no idea. I mean, this, this, is, this could be the classic case, as it's happened in many police departments across the globe, of the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't there. I mean, I don't think that the RCMP have dropped the ball oh, on, on, on this one. Oh. 
Why do you think they've I dropped do. it? Uh, because the information that we've been getting is non-existent. Uh, uh, these boys have gone four provinces. I mean, they would have been in jail had, had this RCMP officer two provinces away had any inkling that they were even... Look. He talked to them. He searched their car. He did everything, and... But they also went through a reservation, too. Right, but this is a police spot check of an Look, RCMP officer. I would think my RCMP colleagues would say, hey, we got to put actually, an alert if out. it's the one, because there's then two out, but if it's the one, he actually, that was after the, the uh, notice went out, I believe. No, or this be, one was slightly on, before. Yeah, this one was, again, like I said, if, I, if I'm working in this radio station and there's something that we all need to know, it's an all-email. It goes out and alerts well, the Well, look, many of us last week were woken up by an Amber Alert. Right. People get really persnickety about it. I don't. I just go back to bed, and if I'm out, I'd definitely keep a more vigilant eye. But why isn't that being done minute every minute on the minute, every hour on the hour, uh, to all of our law enforcement you in a think, case like this? You would think. Like, you would think that they would have just said, hey, we need everyone to know, all hands on deck. We don't know what we're looking for, but there's two teens. We don't know if they're dead, alive, missing, abducted, but they could be you know, armed and dangerous. These guys are probably. We've got a lot cut. of could be's in there. I mean, I would rather that the, the police back off. Oh yeah. For, for for two or three hours and give us the right information. Oh. I'd rather them give themselves the most up to date information though, because I don't think Alex is talking about giving us information. She's I'm talking not, about internal. I, I'm talking like tell your colleagues. This is what I'm talking internally. Yeah, yeah like there's absolutely yeah. you Never have to be vigilant us. with what you uh, tell yeah. the public, but internally you can go second to second. I would think so. You know, I just, don't think we're going to see those boys alive. I don't think I don't think so. They could be already dead. Uh, who knows? It's tough, uh, it's, tough country up there. The I'm world. from yeah. Manitoba. Yeah. Never heard of York Station or York Factory. Well, that's how far it. But I was reading about it. There's bears and polar bears. I mean, they could have just wandered off, gone into one of those swamps, never to be heard. It seems that they've existed a long, long time by those standards without anybody really seeing You have to know what you're doing. Or or they're way further ahead and across, like maybe they're in Ontario. We just haven't been told yet. This is is why the RCMP, their closed-lip approach, none too impressive. Andy Stinton, Michael Diamond in studio. Let's go to the autism file because uh, PC government is pushing the reset button on this program uh, so that services will be given on a needs basis. And this is what parents of autistic kids wanted. The last plan was like this equal pay for every child, which means... You know, the more serious children could not get access to the one-on-one services that are so, so expensive. So they're going to pause it. They're going to consult a bit more and and try to roll this thing out again. Um, And some say it's a good start. Others are taking a wait-and-see approach. Others will never forgive the past mistakes. Michael, I'll start with you on this. Um, There is plenty of blame to go around on this. I mean, no one in the Liberal Party should even be opening their mouth on this because they created this disaster. Um, is it not time, though, to have he- uh, health and education brought in as ministries to burden some of the, the the costs of this and to come up with a proper strategy? Because it's clear that you can't do this with one ministry. Well, you need to think about this across government departments. This is something that for Which the... Does. for the It absolutely, absolutely does. does. For the individuals who the families that are impacted, it, it doesn't stop at any one department. It goes across departments. And I think it was a great thing to see today that in addition to the Minister of uh, Children and Family, 
Family Services. You also had the Minister of Health and the Minister of Education. Well, we didn't get any details. At, so I'm not really sure the what, announcement. What, but, but, but that alone kind of thought, okay, are they moving in that direction, which would make sense. Well, and, and I think I think you will see a, a different approach from the way the previous government did it and the way this government did it early on. And I think one thing that's really important, there is a lot of name-calling that can be done on this file to those who've been here before. Everyone has good intentions, be it the Liberals or the Conservatives. People who are who are dealing with this file want to see results for children and families, yeah. but it is tough. And let's hope the new, this government gets the right the, the right mix this time after consultation, but there's never going to be a solution that makes everyone happy and satisfies everyone's needs. Let's hope it gets better, but we have to acknowledge it. Everyone who's touched this file has the best intentions. It's just really, really, really hard. It's so hard, and Andy, it is so expensive, and I'm not sure they can ever actually fix this uh, to the point where everyone will be satisfied. There's always going to be someone, I think, feeling left out. But if they do, in fact, improve upon it uh, and provide the services, um, do they do they get a second chance? Do they... Uh, Get back in everyone's good graces. Well, I, I think this is this is typical. You know, the new Ford, the new Conservative government, Ford, wanting to do things quickly without doing the correct research. On one hand, I look at it, and I'm I'm glad to see there's a politician, a government somewhere that says we we've done this wrong. We apologize, and we're going to go now make it right. Mm-hmm. What I would rather see on on any file, and I mean this one's a particularly sensitive one. I would like them to do it right first time. Rather, you know, you can, know you they, can get I, well, it right, you they can could, get it quickly. I think if they had a different minister, maybe they would have. But again, uh, they came it's, out like a bullet. Well, it was wrong. The tone of it was wrong. See, I think Todd Smith is a much better tone. Uh, and, and I don't know if you heard the way he spoke this way. It's a, it's it's like eating milk with cookies rather than nails with, like, Again, this is the toughest job anyone in government will ever face, and I think that we've seen people with the best intentions on both sides do what they thought was right, and that many in the community thought was right, but we're never going to get a satisfactory answer for everyone. Let's just hope we can deliver results for as many children as possible. Well, let's get it right, and maybe they can mirror this in other parts of Canada, because it is absolutely a health and an education issue. Well, and and it's uh, an economic issue, expands every department. Make make sure brain is engaged before mouth is open. And that's what Ford's problem is. He's trying to do things too quickly. This is just one example of it. Step back, bucko. Well, he did. And now they are. And get it right, because you, you only just get a second chance. Um, after winning a Green Lawn Award last year, a Toronto woman says she's heartbroken that she's got to turf her artificial lawn for real gra- uh, grass. This uh, is all because of a Toronto bylaw that dictates a minimum of 75% of the front yard must be soft landscaping, and artificial turf is considered hard surface. And um, thanks to, I guess, a complaint from a nosy neighbor, um, you know, she either had to pay a fine or put in the grass. But I gotta be, I never understood this ar- artificial uh, turf thing ever to begin with. It was like something in the Brady Bunch that we used to laugh at. Now, it's a thing. But what the hell? Who, who's the city to tell us what to put in? Okay, so I have my hand up because uh-huh. I have I have several thoughts on this, which must surprise everyone. Mm-hmm. Number one, well, you have this, this person is a cheater. She won a lawn award when she had a fake lawn. <laughs> Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. So take the award away, number one. She is the equivalent, that is the equivalent to an Olympic uh, athlete being on juice. 
I have zero okay. tolerance for cheating. Okay. Number one. Number two, there is actually a toll to society on, on that because our sewer systems are overburdened mm-hmm. from runoff water and right. from rain. We need the absorbent surface where we can. So I actually agree with the city of Toronto. Number one, take away her award, put her on the cheater's pile. Two, make her put in a proper lawn that will Maybe help all of us. Maybe the cheater's pile can be absorbent. I, I, are, you no? done, are, you, are you done yet? Right. Yeah, I think I've been You'd heard. Be more passionate about this than autism. Well, clearly okay. they're not all that environment. They don't care about Mother Earth because okay. that, that turf is made of oil sands oil derivatives. I, I look no? at it, it, it was professionally installed, <laughs> so there was drainage. You've got a four hundred ninety million professionally administered. Right, there you've got a four hundred ninety million when, dollars. Wait a second. When did turf become like a thing outside of the sixties? But uh, what I'd like we're to, off a football field. Yeah, but what I'd like to know is the guy that like what bugged the guy that. He had to phone in. Oh, I don't like his lawn. Hello, four one one. This man's got a plastic lawn. Yes, my name is Michael Diamond. Alex, I'd like to thank you for not disclosing the location of the lawn, so none of our listeners know where I live. There you go. No, Rain! I think it's. But, but okay, here's what. Grass is environmentally unfriendly. They Maybe want. she's allergic to it. It's not. It's environmentally unfriendly as grass. You have to water it. You got to do the all these things that. to it. No, you do, do you have a lawn? I mean, definitely not on your head. You don't. Oh, well, <laughs> I have more hair than you, Baldy. <laughs> no, I have all no right. Hair. <laughs> Chrome domes, both of you. <laughs> all right, so just stop. Anyway, again, explain to me, Andy, why the city has a right to tell us what we can and can't plant. Because Bad it's a bylaw. Okay. Yeah, it's a bylaw. I don't know why they have the right to, but it says 75. It's probably for drainage. Right? That's what I said. It's, it's the it's sewer, dra- the runoff. But, but then, look at swimming pools. You get runoff from those, and you don't stop you putting swimming pools into you them. You have to get a permit for that. But you probably There's, need a permit for green. Do you need a permit do you think for this, Do you think this cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, fake lawn award winner had a, a f- permit? It's not a fake lawn. You know, it's it, an it, artificial it, lawn. Well, excuse me? It's not fake it's representative. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I got a lot of experience with fake. Crystal clear on that one. Anyway, thank you for that. Yes, it's artificial. It's not fake. That's right. Yes. Never mind. I was going to make a joke, and I'm not going to make that joke now, because I like having a job. Uh, But that will do it for this uh, half of CounterPoint. Thank you, Andy Stinton. I appreciate it. This half of CounterPoint? Yes, the second half. Thank you. Oh, okay. I get it now. You're done. (laughs) Off you go. Thank you. I'm going to pick up a pizza at Pizzaville on the way home. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Stay here. 736-3636-416. Apparently, Alex can grow them now. No, she's going to learn how. (laughs) I'm not on my artificial lawn. I'm not. All right. Thank you to you, Michael Lyman, and thank you to you, Andy Stinton, and thank you to you, Pizzaville, for bringing us CounterPoint, which is, of course, you can head to their online and order one up at pizzaville.ca or order it on the phone, 416 736 3636.